Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, you got a lot of fans really excited by your social media posts from Got to Town. Um, what was kind of your thought behind that, and, and, and what do you, I guess, what are you trying to bring to the program? I mean, my main motive, and, and like you said, thought behind that was I was on the way up driving with my mom, and we were both just talking about the future, right? So in my mind, I just knew that there's a lot of things ahead that I've never seen before, a lot of experiences that I'm going to be going through for the first time. So I just want to make sure that they, the fans, coaches, everybody knew that I wasn't just coming up here to play football or just to do that. I wanted to, everybody to know that I was coming up here to become, A, a student athlete with emphasis on the athlete, and also a dog. Like I said, I'm just, I'm one of those cats that I feel like I'm going to give you everything I got and I'm going to give you 110% and I know that with that there's nothing but success that can happen. Hey Julian, we've talked in the past about your body transformation over the last like 12-18 months. Where are you at with that? What's the goal before the season gets here? And just talk a bit about how much work you put into doing it all. Okay, so when I first got up here, I was at like 301, 300 pounds, like fluctuating from there. And then throughout the first week, I believe I gained like five pounds. And then at the beginning of this week, I actually weighed into 318. And um, at the end of the today's practice and conditioning and lifting and stuff like that, I weighed in at 315, so I lost about five pounds. But I ain't going to lie to you. I've just been maintaining and making sure that I gain a lot of muscle. The transition has been very, very smooth. I mean, coming from a big program like St. Thomas, some of the same workouts and stuff that I was doing over there are the same ones that I'm seeing today and the next day and the next day. So, I mean, I just feel like my body's trans- transforming. I'm getting a lot of muscle, more than fat. So I'm going to just keep my head down, keep working, and, and yeah. Julian, um, what are your expectations going into your freshman season? 
expecting to compete for a starting position? Um, are you expecting it to be a huge challenge? What, what, what's your mindset going in? Honestly, my main mindset throughout this whole entire process, recruiting and once I got up here, was just to make sure and play it as if I was a walk-on, right? So my mentality has been, all right, I'm going to come here, I'm going to act like I'm trying to gain a spot and just work my, my butt off until I, I actually solidify one. So my main objective and main work ethic and goal is just to, like I said, keep working, keep my head down, just make sure that I'm doing everything that I can do that is right and everything that's in my control, just make sure that I have it controlled. said earlier you have a lot of hungriness and yeah and you know we see it in camp videos too you get chippy a few times how do you kind of how do you think bringing that into Tallahassee and Florida State offensive line that's turning some things around here that you think your talents will be able to bring to help that well, for the first thing, I know that there's a lot of competition around here, especially with the defensive line. So I'm already knowing that there's going to be a lot of chippy moments and there's going to be a lot of maybe fights in practice and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I just know that I'm not going to put myself into position that I'm at the point where it's at an, at, at an excessive, like, bad thing for the team, I guess. I'm just, I'm not trying to be out here fighting everybody. And I mean, in that sense, when I said like I was going to bring FSU, what I was going to bring to FSU as a dog, my main thing was I'm going to just come here and I'm going to, I'm going to try to outwork you. And I feel like that raises the standard and raises the competition and raises the work ethic for everybody. So I'm just one of those guys that tries his hardest to, you know what I'm saying, make sure I'm the number one runner, number one lifter, whatever it is. And, and yeah. Hey, Julian, a two-part question for you. They're both kind of related, though. So, so far, being on campus, I guess, what's been your favorite part of adapting to the college football lifestyle? And then, I guess, what's been a, maybe not most difficult part of the transition, but just something that's kind of surprised you that you're still kind of adjusting to? Honestly, my favorite part of campus is the people. I mean, that's the, the main reason why I chose to come here. I got a bunch of teammates who I'm now turning into my brothers, and I got a bunch of guys who have the same mindset and the same goal as me. So that kind of uplifts you every single day to go out and be great, and I want to get at least 1% better. So, I mean, just being around all these guys, I feel like I'm home. So, I mean, that's the main thing. And then for two, um, the I would say the hardest transition are – or in that sense would probably be <laughs> maintaining my sleep schedule because I mean we're we're up twenty four seven, we're always either working out or in class or doing something like along those lines. So I mean it's just been making sure that I get that transition from the high school mentality and mindset into that collegiate athlete and student athlete mindset. Next will be Perry from Tomahawk Nation. We'll get mom happy real quick. How has like the student life been? Like how has the classes been going? Everything's going, class so far? Yeah. Everything's going great. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I have a lot of tutors here that, I mean, they're so very helpful. And I have a lot of people here who are not only in the same position as me, but, I mean, they, they want to help whenever it comes to classwork. Like me and my teammates will go and we'll sit down and we'll pick each other's brains and stuff like that. So, I mean, my grades are doing great. I have all A's right now. So I'm, I'm passing. I'm just making sure that, I, like I said, I can, can, can control the controllable. Yes, sir. You know, kind of going back to your the passion, I guess you play with maybe the passion you live life with. Um, being a freshman, like do you have to maybe take a step back and kind of let the other guys lead, or, or do you have to be yourself and, and play with that sort of passion and that 
the pursuit and relentlessness that you have? Right. I would say, honestly, it's a little bit of both. I mean, obviously, I'm going to sit here, and I'm not just going to walk in first day and, and think that I can just talk to people the way that I want to. I, I kind of have to earn everybody's respect, and I feel that my work ethic has honestly been the main thing that got all of these guys' respects because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm out there pouring all I got, pouring my heart out. And I, I recognize that these guys recognize that. I'm putting in the work and putting in the effort to become a great football player and a great young man. So, I mean, I'm going to still have that chip on my shoulder and I'm going to still keep working. So if any situation got to that, then I would probably still try to be a leader. But at the end of the day, I'm always trying to bring up my guys. And whenever one of my guys is falling down or is struggling in one aspect of the game, I'm always trying to make sure that they're uplifted and I'm always on their side. You, know, you obviously could have gone to just about anywhere you wanted to go for college, including a lot of programs that are already in the college football playoff, playing for national championships. What was it attracted you to Florida State as opposed to that? Honestly, it's the coaching staff that's here, the players that are here, and the environment that's here. I mean, going back to that whole recruiting aspect of it, Coach Coach Norvell and, um, and Coach Atkins, those are my two guys. I mean, I've been – recruited by everyone, like you said, and just something stood out to me about Florida State, that it was real people here and that it wasn't all about the whole recruiting spill and we can do this, this, and that for you. I was told, look, if you come here and you work your butt off, you're going to be able to be in the position in a couple years or who knows, maybe it could be this year that you're setting yourself up for success. So that's my main thing. Hey, Julian, hope you're doing good, man. Just wanted to ask you about the challenge, kind of like with, with Florida State, you know, not taking, uh, deciding to join a team where it's not just, you know, a, a winner right now and be able to kind of be a part of taking them and improving. Can you talk about the challenge of that and how to deal with that? Right. Um, I got you. I wasn't just trying to be a part of some bandwagon team and not trying to disc like schools like Alabama or whatever you want to call it, but I wanted to be a part of something that could change the culture, right? So I wanted to come here and I wanted to be with a bunch of guys that knew that it wasn't just going to be handed to you and you had to put in the work and everybody had to kind of come through as a unit in order to participate and get those goals and aspirations that we want. So, I mean, of course, Coach Storm says it every single day. I mean, from last year's practice to where we are right now, there's a lot of improvement and you see that all the guys, I mean, we all kind of hang out with each other. And, and I, from what I've been told, it wasn't really like that in the past couple of years. So I just feel like we're changing the environment. Coach Novell is doing a great job of maintaining that energy that he always has 24-7. And I would say that the biggest thing about everything is just everybody's kind of on board. Everybody wants the same goal. Julian, I guess in the same vein of that question, you know, this place is like, is like quite literally in your blood. I mean, your family has ties to this university. You know, being here now, being part of this program, do you feel like a, a sort of like responsibility to really help turn this thing around? Does it feel different for a guy like you that does have ties to this program? Honestly, I mean, I know I, I do have the ties with my family and stuff like that, but my main goal and main objective when I came up here was I wanted to create my own legacy. I wanted to make sure that me and the guys will forever be imprinted and will, ever, will forever have a mark at Florida State through the years that we were here. So the whole class of 2022, we kind of have the same mindset. 
I mean, I'm no different than any of these any of these other cats. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just one of those guys that, I mean, I was recruited. I got a scholarship. I'm, I'm here. And it's like, what are you going to do now that you're here, right? So, I mean, my, my main thing is I just got to make sure I can control what I can control. Being on time to workouts, from making sure that I'm putting the right nutrients in my body to making sure that I'm getting enough sleep at night. So, I mean, I feel like there is somewhat of a little bit of pressure because I am a legacy recruit, but at the end of the day, I'm just trying to make sure that I – I, I can feed my family and I can just create my own legacy. We'll go back to Ira. Going back to what Chris asked you before about kind of reshaping your body, you, um, do you still feel as powerful as you did when you were, when you were heavier? And, and, and in what ways does this help you get the size you're at now? Honestly, I, I had a lot of baby fat when I was 330 my sophomore year or junior year at St. Thomas. So, I mean, I kind of just trimmed down my whole body and I rebuilt it back up. So throughout this whole summer, I got down to like 275 and I just kept working and going up and going up. So I wanted to make sure I get all of that fat off and, you know, muscle weighs more than fat. So, I mean, I'm just putting a lot of muscle on and I do feel a lot stronger. I mean, I'm, I'm getting a lot of bench numbers that are going higher. My squats going higher. Everything is just increasing. So, I mean, like I said, I'm just going to keep working and keep giving it all I got so I can gain the most out of the program. Next will be Ben Meyerson of Tomahawk Nation. Hey, Julian. Uh, before you mentioned that the people really stood out to you, uh, just with Coach Atkins and Coach Norvell, were there any specific conversations or anything you remembered throughout the process that really stood out to you and were some of the things that made you feel really comfortable coming to FSU? Yes, sir. I would honestly say that both of them, they were kind of on board with the same thing and they would always call me and it wouldn't be more football. It would be, hey, how's your mom doing? I recently just had a little baby sister. So, I mean, from time to time they would check in and, and just make sure that everybody's good. So that's the main thing that it kind of drew me to Florida State because it was more of a, a people's place and, and also the foundation that they have here and everything that they're trying to, not they, everything that we are trying to build up. So. I mean, just there's been multiple conversations. There's just too many for me to count. But it's just that real person and that real communication and that real love for each other is what drew me to Florida State. Hey, Jazz, can you just talk about what the transfer process was like for you and what ultimately guided you to Tallahassee? Um, the, tra the transfer process was pretty hectic. I'm not, not going to lie. Um, it's just, uh, you know, when I finally chose Tallahassee, it was it was more of a out of the love and interest in into the specifics, you know, as far as ball play. All right, next will be Jerry Cutts from the Osceola. Welcome. Um, when you were at South Carolina, what were some of the thoughts you had about the leaving and what was it you were looking for to accomplish the next school you wanted to? Um, my thoughts looking towards my next school were more like uh, the thoughts of focusing on my craft uh, as far as a player, as far as the offensive lineman, more attention to detail, more attention to technique. And I, I, seen, uh, I seen that Coach Atkins had a uh, very – very uh, good rep repertoire to give me, you know, a lot, a lot more tools to uh, pick from, and I seen that he he had his eyes on not just the strengths; he also had his eyes on the weaknesses. So, you know. Be Matt Marshall from the Orlando Sentinel. 
Hey, Mark Jazz. Um, I wanted to ask about that. What was the pitch maybe that Florida State gave to you to, to maybe when you started getting, have showing interest in, in coming to Tallahassee? And who was kind of the main, was Coach Atkins the main guy that really kind of reached out to you? Um, yeah, it pretty much was uh, him along with Coach Norvell. Uh, it was it was more of a it was no pitch it was no uh, you know in, in the process of being your final year in college football you don't really look for the um, I guess the the butt kissers I'm not I'm not sure if I'm allowed to cuss but the butt kissers you know you don't look for them you look for the people who are paying attention to detail who who telling who's telling you that hey these are your problems this is how we're gonna fix it you know so it was more like that struck my interest upon the coaching. Hey man, just you know, listening to you talk, I mean, you're, you're obviously old, a little bit older, more mature than maybe some of these guys on this team. What is that like now, growing a team as an adult? You know, you're not a 17 or 18 year old kid. You know, and how does that change your perspective coming into this? Um, it changes your perspective a lot. You know, as a as a youngin coming into college football, you're like. Oh man, you know, glitz and glamour, and and the, and the fans, and the, no, no. But when you, when you're older, it's like, what is this coach's background? What does he have to offer to me? What where where are the NFL connections? Where are the where's more experience? Like when you're when you're older, you're you're into your craft more. You, you're worried about what is what you're you're really paying attention to detail. Like it's true detail when you're older, and, and you're looking for. Lifelong friends, not just football. You know, it's not just a football life when you're older. It's more about who you know in this world and not what you know. Next will be Matt Baker from Tampa Bay Times. What's your assessment of the offensive line room you're, you're walking into? The, the talent and potential there. Uh, man, it's a whole lot of talent and potential in there, man. It kind of it, it kind of really made me happy that I was. I was welcomed in there with no problem, no no hassle. You know, it was it was a lot of love being being in college football. When you're transferring from different schools to different schools, it's kind of like you have to earn your way, earn your respect, and because you're a new guy. But it was more like you're welcomed, but learn how we learn. So it was it's more of a humbling. I mean, I'm already humble myself. If if I don't say myself. It's more of a humbling experience to know that there's other people out there that learn different ways, who's able, who's able to obtain so much knowledge just as much as you are. And there are older guys in the room, and, and I respect them just as much. But I'm at this point, I'm just trying to gain respect amongst the room. You know, show them that I know things just as much as they do. Hey, Jazz, you mentioned a couple of times that uh, this coaching staff is aware of strengths of yours and weaknesses. So I guess for you, like, what do you view as strengths element of your game that you're really comfortable with right now? And I guess what, what ultimately do you want to work on in this season at Florida State? Um, as as technique-wise, I, I really need to work on personally. Personally, my, my problems are, because I know what my problems are, uh, my strength is run game. I'm, I'm a dominant nature in run game. But I know where my weakness lies, which is in pass protection. Coach Atkins has offered me different theories and different tools to, to I guess, really properly coach uh, pass protection at, at its finest. And, and that's what I really need, and that's what kind of really brought me to Tallahassee. You know, It was just the, the love of the attention to detail from him and so many different tools and methods to do one job. It, it's kind of like... Here's the tool shed. You do what you want to do, you know? So 
I guess, you know, obviously we pointed out the fact that you're, you know, a little bit more of a senior member of this program. I mean, this, this kind of is it for you. I mean, this is like your, your last go around to, to accomplish your, your hopes and dreams. I mean, how confident do you feel that, you know, the 20 or whatever preseason practices will, will be enough for you to kind of demonstrate uh, to the staff that you can be relied upon because obviously you want to get on the field as soon as possible, I assume. I feel very confident. Very confident. And I, at the end of the day, it's all it is, is just transferring terminology, you know, from somewhere, uh, I guess, being this old. <laughs> being this old, you know, I've seen so many different offenses. I've seen so many different coaching staff, so many different methods, so many techniques. And all it is is just at the end of the day, can you translate? Can you, can you, can you truly translate terminology? Because all it is is just different names, different plays maybe, but just different names at the end of the day. Um, so I, I see a lot of more, a lot more value here, and, and I, I hope to, I guess, in words, convince the coaches that I am worth what I am. But if if it all comes down to it, I'm here to help regardless. There's always room for improvement. I, I really don't see much problem in that in those areas. But as like my father always said, you have to be a sponge in this world. So I'm never going to shy away from new new methods, new techniques, and no matter where, if it's a strength or a weakness, if anything, you can always get stronger. So. You've mentioned a few times, like wanting to prove to either the coaching staff or your teammates that you've got it, like that you, you're worth it. Where do you think that comes from? Like, obviously, actions over words, but where are you looking to prove that you're worth it? Like, on the field, in the weight room, like, how are you going to be able to put that together? Most likely, it's not really more of a, I'm proving to everyone. It's more of, a, I'm proving to myself. Because at the end of the day, you're facing yourself. You know, it, it, you're facing self-doubt amongst yourself. At the end of the day, you're, you're really, it's 1v1. You're facing yourself. So I'm not really proving to anyone because everyone's seen my track record. It's more like, hey, I'm here now, but I can show you that I can be better, you know? So I, I don't have a problem proving myself in a weight room or on the field. It's, it's more like me versus me. I know you guys obviously played different positions, different sides of the ball, but how 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 well did you know Jamie back in South Carolina, and, and what were your conversations like during this process? Um, Jamie, man, he's just a ball of energy, man. He he really brings the life to the field, man. He really he really brings the challenge out of you, man. And uh, when I got here, he kind of I guess showed me the ropes and showed me who who to stick by, and you know he, it was more of a. Uh, extra welcome, you know, it was more of an extra welcome to see another fellow teammate from a previous institution to be here. And it was, it was kind of, it made me happy to see his growth and his performance and how much love that he received once he even got here from a different institution. So uh, I guess he's kind of, even though he's smaller than me, taking me under his wing. <laughs> I'll go back to Chris Dean with LC47. 
when you came a couple weeks ago and got to work out in with Coach Atkins, how beneficial was that for you just to get a feel for how he operates, what it would be like for you if you did end up working under him? Oh, man, that workout was just – it was great. Um, I just asked for a little workout because I need to stay in shape, you know, during the time period. But that workout was – it showed me that he – it was more, like, really detailed. It was really, like – it wasn't just see ball, get ball. It was more like, hey, your foot should be this way. Your 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 drive blocking should be 45 degrees. You know, it was it was more practicing the details and technique than, hey, uh, just go block the guy, you know. We'll go back to Jerry Cutts. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Are you your, um, your, your you must be close to a degree, or you already completed with a degree. What are you going to major in? And just who are you, and what are you all about? Um, it's a great question, man. So I love art. I love music. I love I love being creative, and I love the the mindset of focus. I I love people, and as far as my degree, I've changed my major. So I used to be art and technological design. Now I'm into social sciences. Um, I've obtained my AA and I will be obtaining my bachelor's this coming December in social sciences. Um, but as far as that, uh, from the people aspect, I, I love, I love people, man. I love, I love making sure people are okay. I love, so so me being addition into this 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 school would be great because I'm I'm here for just the people. I'm not here out of a selfish aspect. I'm here for the people at the end of the day too because these are your teammates. These will be this will be your brethren. These will be pe people that you're fighting with in the fall. You know, t to press forward for a uh, ultimate goal. You know. You talk about the social studies, the aspect of people, you played that into your leadership part, and then part two, alternate timeline, football not on the table. What does a professional future look like for you? Well, outside of football, um, I've always I've always been loving, I was about, I've always been to, into real estate and uh, for children. Like, I've always wanted to I guess put my money towards financial investment amongst real estate, rebuilding homes for lower income people, um, or house flipping, or at least owning. I want to put my name on an apartment complex one day. You know, I want to put my name on a on a rehabilitation center. Uh, I, I've grew up in hard times where children. I went to school with children and people who could not even feed themselves, who relied on lunch to be their dinner. So I, I just, I've always wanted to help people in that situation. So outside of football, that's what I want to do. You mentioned pass protection and uh, obviously dude, in the SEC, there's some big time pass rushers. Uh, how, how did that experience prepare you uh, and, and help make you better? Um, it, takes, it takes loss to grow. Uh, truthfully, it really takes losing to learn from your mistakes. So coming into the SEC, man, it was just strength, strength, speed, power, everything. Everything was strength, speed, power. And it, make you, it makes you, it forces you to grow faster, learn faster, adapt faster, because if you don't, then you fall and you, then you crumble, you know. So in that, I really appreciate the, the times I had in the SEC to really make me adapt to the speed of the edge.
you know. What have the last two and a half weeks been like for you? You took three officials back to back to back, to make a decision, you move, you sign, you enroll, and now you're doing football. Yeah. What is that I mean, that process has been, has been an amazing process. I mean, for it to be expedited that fast and for me to, you know, become a part of a family that fast and really just learn my place in here, it's been an amazing process. I mean, I've came here and I've made some very strong connections with the football players and I've been, you know, I've been entitled to a lot, and it's what I like because, you know, I want to hold responsibilities as a young person myself. Next will be Irish O'Fell from Morecambe. Hey, man, um, real quick first, um, do you prefer, like, when we're writing about you to, to write I.O. or use your full name? You um, it, it doesn't even matter. I don't have a preference at all. Okay, great. And then um, talking about the, the process, what was it ultimately about Florida State that maybe pushed them over some of the other schools you were looking at? The people. I mean, the people of Florida State were amazing. I mean, tradition is great. You don't see a tradition like this anywhere else. The tradition of Tallahassee is an amazing tradition. You know, you're going to get pushed hard. You're going to get, you know, they're going to love you, and they're going to love you for who you are no matter where you're from. And that's what I really liked about Tallahassee and Florida State itself. Next will be Kurt Weiler from Tallahassee Democrat. You talk about the tradition. Your position coach, Odell Higgins, is probably a part of that as much as just about anybody. What, what what impresses you about him? Outside, or are you, you just kind of learn and work under him? Wait, you said um, I'm sorry. Odell. You, so you said what Coach about Higgins. Odell? Yeah, you said what just, about Coach Higgins? Just how excited are you to get to learn under him, work with him? I mean, I'm I'm thrilled. I mean, I'm more than thrilled. I'm just excited. I mean, the things I've learned and heard about Odell makes it you know makes it in my mind where I like you know. He's an amazing guy, you know, and this is hearsay. But then when I came here and experienced it myself, I feel like in just about a week, you know, my work ethic has been better. I learned so many skills and stuff that I can use to make myself so much better, to be effective more, and it's just like, you know, it's amazing. And, you know, just with him, just my daily conversations with him and everybody in the staff, you don't walk around here and nobody knows who you are. Everybody's going to greet you, say hello. It makes you feel good about yourself. It makes you want to wake up and work harder every single day. Uh, good afternoon, Bobby. Just can can you walk us through how you, you fell in love, I guess, to a certain degree with football, how you're introduced to football, maybe who kind of helped shape you to who you are and kind of let you know, hey, this is something you can pursue and, and maybe make something, uh, a career out of it. 100%. Um, so as a young child, um, I wasn't, I played football for about a year. Um, I got into high school, didn't play my ninth grade year. Tenth grade year, I started wrestling. Uh, I pre got pretty good at wrestling. You know, I won a couple of varsity tournaments my tenth grade year. Then I grew out of wrestling, and I, you know, I let me give football a try. So I transferred over to Concordia Prep. I transferred over to Concordia Prep in Towson, Maryland, and is where I met Joe Battaglia. He was an incoming new coach as well as me being an incoming junior. Uh, our COVID year cut short, so it cut us short. So we had about two games in, and we won both. We lost one and won. Um, one game, and in that time, I met a family. You know, I was very family oriented. We worked hard. We pushed. We got pushed hard, and everything. We came back my 12th grade year. We beat Loyola, which was the number one seed in our conference, and we beat them in the championship. What won us a ring, and that was just my second year at Concordia. And that achievement carried so far with me. It carried me so far just because of the fact that I've never won anything that big in my life before. So leaving high school was like. It was it was a major, you know. Leaving high school was it was major, and now to come here, being one of the youngest on the team, but making a, a input and being you know a big thing here is just like 
I know it gives me something I can I, I hope to live for, you know. And me being here for four, another, about another four years, I believe that, you know, I will be something significant, you know. And I just, I in my mental, I just feel like that could be something that just pushes me and drives me to become something that I really could be. And I think I could be. And on your uh, huddle page, you mentioned wrestling. On your huddle page, there's a picture of you holding another human being, <laughs> like, like he's a child. What? Uh, how much did you enjoy wrestling, and why'd you stop? So I enjoyed wrestling a lot. I mean, it was a lot of it was a lot of technique, and it was a lot of you know. I just like to slam people. Being honest with you, I was amazing. It was like it was amazing. I mean, I learned a lot of technique, and it helped me with groundwork. You know, just ground control, etc. And the reason why I stopped because when I transferred over to the private school in um, Towson, Maryland, we didn't have a wrestling team. It wasn't a. It wasn't made yet. So I would have wrestled right after football season, but we didn't have one. So I tried to do a little bit of groundwork outside of it. But then I just wanted to keep working on you know strength and power. So I went to a trainer, Dan Yarborough from McDonough High School. Oh, we're on the wrestling train now because I wrestled in high school, so like I know what can come from it. Right. What do you think you you took away from wrestling that translated to football? I what I think I took away from wrestling was ground power. When I mean ground power, the explosiveness off my stance, where I can you know explode off of because when we usually after we get out of bounds, we usually come back to the middle of the center and we get on our knees and we can have to wrestle out of it, you know, to get up and get a point. So I did that so much it was just like you know it's. It was right for me. It was just like, okay, now I know exactly what I do to get off the stance and be fast off it. Now I just need to work with my hands. So I mean, that's what helped. It helped me with a lot. And if you watch my film, you know, you can see that I I have pretty good speed off the ball. Next will be Jerry Cuts from Osceola. Bobby, your your name is unusual, and uh, <laughs> I'm curious about your family's background. Yes, sir. Uh, what's your nationality and how? Just a little bit more about you and your family. So I am with my mom and my dad, and I have four sisters. I'm the youngest of four sisters. Uh, I have, we're all Nigerian heritage. Uh, we're all from the Nigerian heritage. I'm Yoruba itself, fluent in Yoruba. And, you know, I just, we have, growing up, you know, it was strict, you know, and it was, we had strict learning, and it was, it was, it was something that you thought that you know you would you would know you would want to know or you would have to know how to talk by the time you're out of the house. You know, you would have to learn how to be by yourself, learn by yourself, live by yourself. You know, just stuff that would get you prepared for your everyday life. As like you know, I'm all, I'm 14 hours away from Baltimore. I know what to do. You know, I know how to be as seven as a 17 year old man or not a man, but a 17 year old boy. You know, coming out of Baltimore, I know how to live by myself and I know how to I know what to do because I've been taught that way. So you know, it makes a benefit and it's beneficial to me. And given the resources, I can work with no resources, minimal resources, or a lot of resources. So I know how to you know work with that way. You talked about how late you uh, you came to football, and I know Coach Gravel and the press release talked about how you're going to redshirt this year. How valuable do you think this year will be for you? I mean, to be able to just learn under someone like Odell, to be able to work in the weight room without kind of the pressure of wondering if you're going to play or not. So this year is the most beneficial year for me, I believe. And I actually, I know. It gives me so much time to get bigger, faster, stronger, and more powerful than anybody else because 
at this way, I have, I believe that I have the body size to be a threat. And if it gives me a time, it gives me one year to be to myself for me to do that and become two, three, four times bigger than what I am, I will take it anywhere and at all. And I know that Coach Odell will get me to where I need to be. And I know it and I don't doubt it at all. And it's no need to doubt it because I know. Uh, in, in high school, you mentioned doing wrestling and football. So busy, I would assume. But what do you do for, for fun when you're not doing athletics? What do you do in your, your free time? Okay, um, believe it or not, I may be a big, oh, I'm sorry, I may be a big angry guy, whatever the case may be. But I actually like, I enjoy taking pictures. Uh, I like, like you know, nature, stuff like that. I enjoy, like, vintage things, aesthetic posters, whatever the case may be. So I watch a lot of, you know, aesthetic things, old movies and stuff like that. I'm a big movie and music guy. So I, you know, I do a lot of exploring in that nation. And I like the, I actually brought a camera with me. And I just take pictures of nice, you know, nice guys or whatever the case may be. So that's me. Next will be Logan Robinson from Noel Game Day. Hey man, how's it been getting used to and getting to know some of the veterans on the team? Definitely in the defensive line room. You got Fabian Lovett, you got Robert Cooper, even Jared Jackson. Those guys were big time leaders definitely this past spring camp watching them. How's it been? Connecting with them, I know you haven't had a whole lot of time, but how have they been kind of showing you the ropes here in Tallahassee? Since I've been here, I've been with them every single night. Every day after practice, just talking, talking what I can do to get better, talking about what I, just helping me, you know. And practices, they push me harder. They push me harder and, you know, they teach me certain, they teach me certain things that I can't do and I cannot do that, you know, that helps me in the long run. You know, like, you know, just the minimal things, just the small things that they teach me and help me with while we're doing what we're doing, it helps me in the long run because I've never, I haven't been used to it. So they keep putting that, they keep reminding me constantly, constantly, and that's what I need because it helps me to learn and it gives me, you know, my brain to function on how their level is and know that's what I want to achieve because, you know, they're about to leave. And with them leaving, you have me. And, you know, I need to get and devour everything they give to me before they leave. Two real quick uh, short ones. One is um, how how's the heat been since you've been down here? Oh boy! And then also, <laughs> and, and then also has Coach Atkins uh, brought up the wire to you at all? Because he's a big fan of the wire. I didn't know if he's uh, <coughs> asked any questions questions about Baltimore though. So. It's funny. So the heat, oh boy! It's being from from being up north is uh, it's quite different, you know. But it's something I'm definitely getting used to. I mean, I enjoy. It. We walk around. I'm I'm sweating. I'm drinking a lot of water. So it's just like, I mean, I enjoy. It. I mean, I'm losing fat, fast weight. Like it's. It's amazing. I mean, I feel good out here. I feel good waking up, coming down, walking to the campus, the training facility. It feels amazing. And the second question is that Coach Atkins haven't brought up the wire to me yet, but we had the. It's like it's a lot of just stuff going around. Like, cause we talk a little bit different from uh, Baltimore. Well, I know they talk a little bit different from where I'm at. So, like, you know, they asked me to say the words like "to you." You know, it's just like it's amazing. It's funny though. So, like, you know, it, just to share my experience of how it is down there, and just to, for me to just take, cause I've never met anybody from. Let's say Bama or whatever case may be. So to share what we our experience with where we at, where we've been at, and stuff like that, it just makes me pour into their religion or their tribe or whatever the case may be. Just makes me feel good about it, and just to get some knowledge of where they're from, and they can get some knowledge from where I'm from. I know you end up getting here late, later than a lot of the guys from your class. Uh, how excited were you to finally get here to make the work, the wait, even more special? Maybe because you had to wait so long. Uh, I was, it was great. It was great. Then the wait coming here, the wait coming here, it was it was pretty good. Then when I once I got here, 
like the coaches, the players, everybody greeted me with welcome. And then once they got going, we worked together every day and tried to become better and probably become a better student athlete as well. Next will be Chris Nee from Knowles 247. Hey Tay, from the time you committed to when you were able to get here, how supportive was the staff for your process? Just making sure to kind of push you along, supported you when you needed as you were trying to get everything resolved. Uh, the support, the support, were real good. You know, it just wasn't the coaching staff. It was, the, it was coaching staff and the players, like right along. Then the freshmen that also came with me in the class, they just pushed me, pushed me. And then once I got here, everything just wrapped on up together. Next will be Jerry Cutts from the Osceola. Tavis, so I suspect you're in the bridge program this summer, an academic program. Yes, sir. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what, what you're trying to achieve during that period of time? Uh, I was trying to achieve just great academic exercise, academic, academic, uh, you get it, but you know, it's just that. And then just like, it also, it also teaching me a lot that I didn't know. So it just, it's just a game about, it's just a, Learning point, it's just a learning standpoint for all of us and the rest of the guys. Next will be Logan Robinson with Noel Game Day. Yeah, Tavius, how did that, you know, arriving at Florida State now, you've had some workouts with Coach Storms. <laughs> how on the football side, how has that gone for you getting used to him? Has that taken a little while or, or are you still kind of vibing with it? Uh, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of vibing with him, kind of getting the hang on to it. I know they're gonna push you. They're gonna push you to be the best person you can possibly be. And then in the weight room, they're gonna push you. They're gonna push you to your peak. They want to see you succeed, and then don't want to fail, stuff like that. So they're just gonna they're gonna be on you when they need to be on you. Talked about that support from like your teammates from afar. How's it been like getting on campus and actually getting to interact with them and get that support in person? Uh, it was very good. This like once I got here, I know it's gonna take a time for the newcomers to learn stuff. Then the support they also bring, like when we in meetings and stuff, team meetings, they also help me with plays. They just they just uh, it just uh it's a learning standpoint right now. Learning standpoint, then the guys I know that I got Kanaya, he's helping me as well. So it just it's just all about learning at this point. Following up on that question, I guess who are some of the veterans at your position group who have been helpful and kind of get you uh, transitioned here to the college level? Uh, we got we got the transfer guard, Lyles, him, Kanaya, and just some more just some more people helping me at the same position that we play. It's just learning standpoint. If even it's about the little details, they're gonna get into the little details and help you out. Even it's about everything, really. Tammy, so we hear a lot about local pressure when it comes to, you know, being a high school student in a state like Alabama or Mississippi to stay in state. I mean, for you, the decision to come to Florida State, how did you kind of wrestle with that? Um, and ultimately, is it a place that when you tell people that, you know, you are going to leave Alabama to come to Florida State, that people are like, all right, well, you know, it's Florida State, it makes sense, and it, it still carries weight? Oh, it was real good, Then It was real good. Like, coming to Florida State, it was – 
it would take time as as you know that once you get here once you get here you go through the process of being a you go through the process of being an athlete then then coming together with the rest of the guys they're gonna push you they're gonna push you they don't want to see nobody fail like nobody so they're gonna push you to your excellent limit Hey, when it comes to position, do you expect to be lining up at center? Is that your expectation when preseason rolls around? Uh, preseason rolls around, I'm going to line up at guard. Guard, you know, I mean, played guard in high school. Just, it's just some things I didn't know about guard. The guys just teaching me about it, more stuff and footing, your know, steps, everything that you really need to know about it. Is uh, defensive line definitely something that's not going to happen in college, or, or, or is there still a possibility you might look at that? Uh, as of right now, as of right now, I'm not even worried about it right now because you know we're loading up at guards, guards, tackles, the whole offensive line. That we're working on right now is together. So anywhere they put me, I will play it. So. I'd like to know more about you as a person and your family. What what was it like, uh, you know, growing up? What were your uh, what were the things you were interested in and uh, enjoyed uh, doing? Uh, growing up, you know, I started on football late. I was a outdoors type person. I was more of a basketball and track athlete before football came around. So then, once that stuff really rolled around for football season, me to start. It just, I kind of adapted to it real quick. Then some of the stuff I did with football and track, like basketball, basketball helped me with my footwork and stuff. Then that can also relate to football too. Welcome back to Logan Robinson. Antavius, you watching some of your film, I mean, you kind of go through the play. I mean, you wait till maybe that second or third whistle. Where do you get that energy from, from finishing and not stopping, sometimes bringing some guys to the sideline? Where do, where do you get that energy from? Uh, coach, he always told me, Coach always told me to don't stop till the whistle blow. So just play through the whistle, and once you hear the whistle blow, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> You also played a little bit of fullback in high school. <laughs> Has that been discussed, maybe doing that down the road, some sub packages or anything, or is it just offensive line right now for you? Uh, it's just offensive line for me right now. But if it comes down to it, I'll do anything to help the team. This was wondering, what did you come in at as Recording far as Recording in progress. What did you come in at as far as weight, and what does Coach uh, Storms want to try to be at when the season rolls around? Um, I came around. I came around 320, and I think they just, I'm pretty sure Coach Storm just want me to maintain, you know, so I'm not eating, you know, too, too much, but not too, too less. I'm still working out heavy, lifting heavy and stuff, but yeah, I think I'm at the weight that they want me to be at. Out of left field question, what's your favorite thing to eat? You said you're not eating too much, not eating too little. What's your favorite thing to eat so far here in Tallahassee? Well, like, just, okay. Down here, I really like, they have this place called Bagel Bagel. I really like yeah. the like the little breakfast, yeah, the little sandwiches, or whatever. I don't know what it is, but I really like that. Um, and I like the Chipotle that they give us, too. So, 
I think those are my favorite things to eat. Going to Ira? Hey man, we were talking to Quayshawn earlier, and mm -hmm. he was talking about Coach Atkins, the way he mm -hmm. kind of just really connected with him as, as a recruiter. Uh, what was it like for you, and, and how far back did you guys go? Uh, um, your me, me and Coach Atkins go back uh, around like April of my sophomore year, and yeah, Coach Atkins been he been the same with me ever since I met him. He he's the same person here. Like you know, I uh, I really respect him. He's the most honest coach, the most respected coach I've ever met. Like I, I've never had a, even met a coach like him, you know. And you know, like I, I would think that you know when we get here, he might change a little. No, he's the same dude. You know, he didn't. In my recruiting process, he didn't really. He told me what I needed to hear, and that that's what drew me to him more. He wasn't just telling me all good things. You know, me and him would watch film together. He'd tell me, you know, like after we lost state my sophomore year, he'd tell me, you know, you need to work on this. You should do this better. You know. And that's what drew me to him more. So, you know, he's always been the top. You know, Florida State's always been top tier when, when I in my recruiting process. So, I just I really respect him. Going to Jerry. Dylan, what uh, what is your workout like? I mean, what in the strength room? What do they have you doing um, to get to get you where they want you to be? Anything you can think of, like, like, like everything. So, uh, any workout you can think of, they got us doing it. Like, when it comes to weightlifting, running, uh, if you need rehab, rehabbing, you know, anything. So, uh, it's, it's nothing that we're not doing. Let me just put it like that. You're one of, I think it's six freshman offensive linemen who's here right now. I guess what's it like being part of, of that group? So many guys kind of guess going through what you're going through uh, right now and transitioning. Oh, it's a brotherhood. I mean, we uh we all we we've been talking. You know, when we all committed, you know, that's when we all got close. So we all be texting. You know, we all uh we have like a little you know group chat where we all talk. We all just pick each other up, you know, build each other. We help each other out, we coach each other, you know, so it's always been a brotherhood. So, but like a, a recruit, like a offensive line class that big, that's like a blessing. So, you know, it's always cool to have that many dudes that's in the same grade, you know, same position as you going through, the same thing you going through. So I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm blessed to have, you know, them dudes. Them dudes really help me out a lot. They tell me what I need to hear and, you know, they just coach me through it. Has that helped out, like, the transition to college, to Tallahassee, not only having, like, that big offensive line group, but also you got a former teammate, or teammate, current teammate. Wait, wait. Thing, Can you repeat it one more time, sir? My bad. Oh, yeah, no, you're fine. So, basically, having that big offensive line group, has it helped, like, that transition to Tallahassee, like, being in college and everything, and then also you have a former slash current slash yeah. the the Yeah, the, the recruit. Yeah, yeah, it, the recruit class, yeah, that that helped a lot. But yeah, uh, like having a former teammate, I'm pretty sure, like, I'm like the only one that probably you know went to the same high school as somebody. So I feel like that's real cool to have like a teammate from back from home with you. You play, you know, high school together and stuff. So uh, yeah, I feel like that helped out a lot. Um, but yeah, the transition, it's been you know it's been kind of tough, but I'm getting there and. Uh, I know it's gonna be. I'm gonna get you know much better through it soon. So I'm getting through it. It's pretty well right now though.
So. You guys already had a good offensive line class before Julian kind of signed at the last minute there in that early period, and then uh -huh. and then with Antavius getting in late. Um, how excited were you? That up. You guys got those guys too on top of what you had. Oh, we 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 were going crazy in the group chat. Like we found out they committed. We uh, we was like, yeah, like we gonna be, you know, like we gonna we gonna build Florida State back up. You know, we gonna we gonna put us back on the map because you know we've been down a couple years. But I feel like this is the class that's gonna do it. This offensive line class that we gonna we're gonna bring them back to where where we used to be. So. What gives you the confidence in this offensive line class that you guys can be, you know, like you said, kind of a, a foundational unit that can lead the rebuild? I see, I see their work ethic. I see them work. I see my brothers work. Like, I see them live. I see them run. I see how bad they want it. I, uh, I just, I admire them. Like, I look up to them. You know, I feel like we, if we keep doing what we're doing, we're gonna do some. We're gonna build something real special here. So that's why I'm confident. You know, and we all been talking a lot, so you know we kind of developed that little brotherhood. So we gonna grind for each other. So that's why I'm confident. Uh, two part question, I guess. First, what uh, what position are you learning right now? Is it tackle? Is it guard? Is it a little bit of both? And then second, uh, is there a veteran offensive lineman or lineman who's kind of been helpful in, in getting you transition here to the college level so far? Uh huh. Um, first. Answer, I, you know, I've been kind of doing everything, you know, because, you know, you know, I want to be versatile. You know, I'm going to be able to play anywhere, so I don't want to just learn one position. And then two, I would say Rob, Scott, and Maurice, I think those two have been, like, the most helpful with me. So I look up to them guys, and I kind of want to be like them. So, yeah. Man, what uh, what made your high school team so good, and, and how do you think that helps prepare you, got you and um, Drell for college football? Uh, well, I feel like I feel like we we went against great competition too, so I feel like that mm -hmm. helped us a lot, you know. And we had like a we had a really good head coach, like when it come to like working out and doing what we had to do. So I feel like he prepared us in ways that a lot of high schools didn't prepare. So. I, uh, I feel like, you know, my coaches back home, you know, they still talk to me, but they still, they help me, you know, just get me to the next level. And I feel like, I feel like, I feel like they're the reason I'm here today. So I feel like they just really push us over the edge. Going back to Iowa. Uh, what was it like being from Texas? I'm sure there's always like a lot of local pressure to stay in state, but for you to, to choose Florida State, mm -hmm. when you do tell people that you are going to leave the state to come to a program like FSU, um, you know, what's what sort of the reaction you get from friends, family, <clears> people from <throat> school, and is it still a program that people really respect, even out of Texas? Yeah, people just, they just, you know, the reaction, a lot of people just ask me, like, you know, dang, like, you know, you could leave your mom like that, like, you know. You know, like you could just you could leave your family and just go two, three states away on the East Coast and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, I'm doing this for them. You know, I feel like I'm going here. You know, this is I'm helping them. I'm helping my family, helping my mom out. You know, so I feel like this was the right decision for me. And 
And my mama, you know, she respected, and we're good, you know. Even though I'm far away, you know, we're still, I still my mama, and we still gonna be tight. So I feel like that didn't really matter, leaving a couple states away. So I just let people talk, you know, they don't really know too much, so. Hey, I was wondering, um, coming from such a, a, a strong high school program, how do you, Duncanville, how do you think that prepares you, um, you guys, Jalen, both for, for college football? Um, I think it prepares us very good mentally and physically because a lot of the workouts that we do here is very intense and type of school that we came from, we're used to, you know, those type of extreme workouts. It probably wasn't just as much, but, you know, it was about the same. So I think it prepares us very good. What are some of the things that you're working on about your game, whether it's physically, uh, skill set wise? What are some things that you're working on here for your freshman season? Um, number one, I would say I'm working on getting stronger, faster, and um, just learning how to be more of a tight end in general, blocking wise, um, learning the playbook, everything to that sort. How's it been like overall adjusting at Tallahassee so far? Just you know, lifestyle-wise, food-wise, weather-wise, everything. Um, I've been adjusting pretty good. Um, the schedule is very hectic. The weather is about the same back home except down here is just way more humid. So I'm pretty used to the heat, but the food is good. We always eat. I love the food. Um, but I mean, other than that, I've, I was just pretty good. Going to Jerry. Can you talk about your schedule from the time you wake up in the morning until you get to go to bed at night? Um, what do the coaches have you doing throughout the day, academically and athletically? Um, yes. Um, sometime I will have a workout either at 1 or sometime 11.30. Never really just too early unless, like, sometime I have to come early if I have a class early, so I'll probably come with the bigger guys at, like, 10. So... But I normally like to wake up. I don't like to sleep in too much and just be all tired. So I normally will wake up around 8 and then see how my class is looking through the day. And then um, I'll probably go to a 10 a.m. workout. And then after that, I have a class at about um, 11, 30, or 12. And then after that, I'll probably have to come back to the facility to have either another workout or a position meeting. And then after that, another class. And then I'll probably get to chill a little bit for probably like an hour maybe. And then um, get ready for workouts again. And then workouts will end around 6-ish, 6.30-ish. Then get food, finally get home, lay down, go to sleep, and then about the same thing every day. I know you and Jalen uh, committed around the same time and, and obviously coming from the same school. Was that something, a conversation between y'all of, I think we're both trending this way, or did you both kind of reach the decision that you thought FSU was your place and, and then kind of talked about it? Well, um, I'll say when it got closer to committing, yes, it was a conversation, but um, I can't really say if he... I'm pretty sure he was FSU, you know, way before because he got the he got the offer before me, so I'm pretty sure he was going for
for them way before me, but um, yes, it was most definitely a conversation. I'm sure Coach Thompson is a big part of it, but, but what, which, what, what, who were the main coaches that recruited you, and, and what was it about them that made you really like them at Florida State? I would say Coach Thompson and Coach Norvell, because like Coach Thompson, he was different from all the other coaches that was recruiting me. You know, he wasn't just he wasn't just so buggy and just you know always blowing on my phone and just always seeing what I'm doing this and that. You know, we talked a lot, but like it just wasn't. Constantly, we talk consistently, but you know, he just he knew you could tell he knew what he was doing. When we did talk, it was sometimes about football, but it was mainly just about how I'm doing, uh, life. You know, he was telling me like what to expect when I got up here. He was just always a real person. He kept it honest with me the whole time, and that's why I respected him, and that's why I drew to Florida State more than any other school. And um, Coach Norvell, I just like the energy that he brings. I like how he coaches as a head coach. So that's, that's, yeah. I was also uh, curious, the Florida State's got some older tight ends uh, in that group now. Uh, have any of them been helpful since you've been here, either out on the, out on the, the grass or just get, getting accustomed to uh, college? Yes, a lot of them have been very helpful with me, learning the playbook, um, just the way of college in general since I've gotten here. So, hey, you've all been a very big help. Going to Austin. Hey, Drill. Hope you're doing good, man. I just want to ask you, you know, I know you're listed as a tight end, but you kind of have a versatile game as both, you know, kind of a receiver. I know Chris Thompson has talked a little bit about how you like that. Can you kind of, you know, uh, talk a little bit about that and talk about what you kind of bring both just as a receiver in general? Um. I feel like I bring like someone who don't just block, but also doesn't just run routes. I feel like I can just do, I can learn how to do both very, very good and just more faster and more physical. And yeah, I'm trying to figure out how can I say that. Like, yeah, I just feel like with me playing receiver in high school and then me now playing tight end, it helps when I combine the two. It just it, it, it helps a lot. Yeah. Going to Adlin. Hey man, I just wanted to ask. You know, being from Texas, obviously you're a thousand miles away from home. Uh, you know, was there anxiety at any point about like? I know you're excited to come to Florida State, but was there a moment where you're like, I'm, I'm really going to do this. I'm really going to move away from home. Um, and, and also, I think you're in elementary school and Florida State won a national title. Does it still carry something even in Texas when you tell people you're going to Florida State to play football? Yes, it does carry a lot. And it was anxiety at first because when I first got to thinking, you know, I was like, oh, damn, I'm finna, I'm finna be living in Florida. I'm finna be going to Florida State. So I was very hyped, but then I just got to thinking. I was like, I'm finna be thousands of miles away from my people. I'm not going to be able just to go up the street and see them and stuff like that. But I mean, I got through it. Um, I I started doing way better, you know, just learning how to be far away from them. I talk to them on the daily, so yeah. Back to Ira. Are there any um, tight ends or, or players at the college or the NFL level that you kind of try to pattern your game after, or that you really like to look up to? Yes, I would say two, maybe. Um, Travis Kelsey or Cal Pitts? Uh, 
curious, like what what your favorite part about being on campus has been so far in the first you know few weeks of, of being here at Florida State. Um, right now, I mean, being on campus as a freshman is pretty good with these couple weeks I've been here. Um, I've got a lot of people I've got to meet, new students, new freshmen, so like everything is transitioning very well. And it's just like, how you said, um, change of environment, because you're meeting new people and you're not, you're not like back at home. You don't have the same home feeling, so you have to adjust to certain things differently. But other than that, everything is going great. Hey, Sean. Um, I, I know you were able to come over and visit some during the spring and see practice. Uh, how bad were you wanting to, to get out there and, and already be here during that, while you still had to finish high school? Um, it, it's kind of hard being around Coach Atkins and, and not being able to jump in that fire sometimes. But it's like, like I said, um, it's a change of environment. I wanted to be in it so bad because it's like you, you, you're being able to work with the guys that you're going to be with for the next three to four years while I'm here, depending on if I leave early or go to the draft early. But like being around them guys and watching them do the, do the practices during the spring just made me want to go out there and participate along with them because it's like those are my brothers. Those are people I'm going to build a brother, brotherly hood with Bun. So it's like it was really it was really hard trying to just sit on the side and, and just watch when I wanted to participate as well. You, you mentioned watching Coach Atkins. I guess when the times you've been on the sidelines, kind of watch him coach, and I guess even during camp, like interact with him a little bit. What stands out about his coaching style, and why do you connect with that? Why did you pick to to play for him? Um, well, the reason I play, I picked to play for Coach Atkins is because. A lot of people don't know, well, maybe some people know, but it's like unique. Coach Atkins doesn't have kids, so. His players are his kids. Those are his most responsible. He's more responsible of them than anything else because he treats them like they're his own. So it's like being able to be around him and me growing up without a father, it just made everything click more because it's a person I look up to and I could call him anytime I needed someone to talk to about certain things and personal things in my life that I was dealing with, like adversity and stuff. So just being around him and watching him coach is, is, is great because like being coached by him as of right now, he's, he's very understanding and he, he wants to see you succeed. Like, He's going to tell you if you don't know the play, go in there and learn it. He wants to see you. He wants to see you mess up so he can tell you correct yourself afterwards. Next will be Jerry Cuts from the Osceola. Give us an example of maybe some conversations you've had with a uh, coach that would um, that helped you uh, in the last uh, few months. Um, conversation I've had, most conversations I have with Coach Atkins are very personal. Like one of them right now, I've been dealing with this month, and I'll be dealing with it again next month. Uh, my cousin passes. My cousin passed away Monday of 2017, so his death anniversary is on the 27th of Monday, and I've been having a really hard time dealing with that. And it's like he's telling me stuff that he's he's, he's telling me stuff that he's been through. So he's not gonna tell me nothing I don't want to hear, and that's not gonna help me because he's been through the same adversity, like of him having certain deaths of his own. So. It's just listening to him and learning from him will help me a lot because it's like I'm not out here by myself. I have somebody else I can count on as a father figure and as a coach. All right, next will be Logan Robinson from Old Game Day. Hey, good to find. Welcome to uh, Tallahassee. What are you working on this summer uh, with Coach Storms or anything specific that you're working on with workouts and recovery in any way, shape, or form uh, with Coach Storms this offseason? Um, right now, Coach Storm has set a goal for me to get down to 320. As of right now, I am 339. 
So it's, it's been a very good transition because when I first got on campus, I was 350, so you can tell there's a big difference over these past few weeks I've been here. Um, then along with rehab, I dislocated my shoulder three times last year, uh, my senior year of football, and now I couldn't do I couldn't do 350 my, uh, since I dislocated my shoulder. Well, now that I've been working out with Coach Storms and with rehab, I'm back to 335, bench at 335. So it's, it's a really good transition, and it's really helping me out, and it's telling me that they're willing to help me get to where I want to be to succeed. First off, I'm sorry for your loss, man. Um, but on going back to football, in this recruiting class, were you, was it exciting to you that it was such a big class of offensive linemen? Did that was that appealing to you? Or sometimes guys don't want to come in with a bunch of guys at their own position. But did you like the strength and numbers you guys have in this class? Yes, sir, I do because it gives me a chance to take every bits of pieces from each player that, of their talent. So it, it helps me learn from different things. So I wouldn't I wouldn't mind, you know being a, a rotational guy, but it's like I still get to learn. And there's not nothing wrong with learning because you can't just jump in the fire and you don't know what to do. If you got older guys that's over that can help you succeed, then take the, take the lesson that they're trying to give you. So I don't have a, I don't have a problem because like mostly I, I recruited a lot of offensive linemen in my class, so that's how we had a lot of guys. So it's like it's, it, over the years, all of us are just going to be, become brothers. It's going to build that bond together. So. It's not a problem with coming into a, a, a program where there's a, a, a humorous number of uh, players. Right next to me, Chris Neve from Knowles 247. Hey, Quay, Sean, how beneficial is the structure of college life as you're trying to get into the football atmosphere at the next level as you're getting yourself ready? Um, trying to get used to football and, and the program that we're in right now, it's a rebuilding program, so you have to adjust to it like fluently. And like by myself, I'm just adjusting it to it's like taking it one step at a day, like one step at a time, so that for I can succeed and not rush. Because if you rush, you 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 tend to mess up on certain things. So it's just like I'm trying to focus on one thing at a time. I'm not trying to take it. I'm not trying to really rush anything. Uh, next will be Matt Baker from San Jose Times. You said you were recruiting a lot of these offensive linemen. Yes, I did. Who, who, were, who were your top priorities in, in the class that you all got? Um, and Tavis Woody, uh, Jalen Early, Julian Newman, and uh, I said Julian Newman, Julian Armella. And then I was I was recruiting a, a little by, but he decommitted and went to Georgia, so we just left that out of there. But other than that, those are my main priority guys that I was recruiting and just building a bond with because I knew that once we got here, we were gonna we was gonna all click. All right, we'll go back to Jerry Cutts. Where you're at in football right now as an offensive lineman, what are what do you see as your strengths coming in, and what things are you going to have to develop the football player you want to become? Um, when I got here, um, the things I know that I was good at is my um, my speed off the ball. I, I'm really good off coming off the ball, but a lot of things that Coach Agus has been telling me I need to work on is my hips, um, staying in the ground, cleats in the ground more, and just being able to. Learn the playbook easily. All right, next will be Austin Cox from Warchant. <clears throat> hey, Quay Sean, hope you're doing good, man. Welcome to Tallahassee. I just wanted to ask you, uh, 
you kind of revealed you were a long time uh, silent commander before you eventually made it public. How great was it to kind of last summer, you know, let people know and after holding that in so long, you know, reveal that you're going you were going to come to FSU? I mean, it was pretty. It was pretty clear that everybody knew that I was going to Florida State, so there was no big deal with that. But like, just me being true to my word to Coach Agus and Coach Novell that I was going to stick with them, it just, it just means a lot to them because it shows that I'm really, I'm really like, I'm really into Florida State, and I don't want to like mess it up or anything like that. So it's just like I kept my word, and I just showed them that like once I get here, I'm gonna try my best to do what I can, whenever I can, whenever they give me the opportunity to do it. So how how far back um, does your relationship with Coach Atkins go, and how did he how did he kind of earn your trust uh, through that process? Um, well, it's kind of strange how Coach Atkins recruited me. Um, I was looking forward to getting a scholarship from Florida State a long time ago uh, because I've watched them play and stuff like that and the, the background, the history, and the legacy that Florida State has built. Um, it was kind of strange because like one day I text Coach Atkins and I didn't know that it was actually Coach Atkins. It, I felt like it was a joke because I, how he texted me, it didn't seem like he was an, he, it didn't seem like he was a coach. It felt like I was getting pranked or something. But he was like, no, this is Coach Atkins. And like he was like, man, I'm probably the realest coach you ever meet in this recruitment process. I'm not going to shoot nothing fake to you. I'm going to keep everything 100% with you. I'm going to tell you the truth, what you want to hear, and I'm going to tell you what you need and, and don't need to hear. So it's just like that, that kind of showed me that he was really respective of me and he wanted to do everything in his power to help me get to where I wanted to be because of the lifestyle that I live. So it's just like, man, Coach Atkins' relationship goes way, way back. And it's like every time he calls me or, or talks to me, it's never about football. Nothing is ever about football. It's all about how my personal life is going and how am I doing mentally and physically.